This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We report on the biblical counseling movement around the world, and I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. Dr. Don Roy and myself had a wonderful opportunity uh, not that long ago to go to Madagascar, and we were able to conduct a church leadership training, or CLT, Module 1. We had a wonderful time. The Lord was so gracious to us to provide for us students who were hungry for God's Word, hungry to know how uh, to change and to help others in need of change. And so I had a wonderful opportunity to sit down with a few of the people that were there and just talk a little bit about uh, the ministry of biblical counseling and God's grace in Madagascar. We are here in Madagascar in uh, Valley. And uh, Don, how did we get here? Yeah. Well, it's uh, kind of a story that started uh, two years and a half ago, I suppose, after uh, uh, Don made a trip here to Madagascar and had some connections, uh, especially with the uh, uh, board of the Biblical Baptists here in Madagascar, the denomination that I, uh, I am part of. Um, and then with the uh, COVID happening and uh, all the delays with that, it only could happen at this time. And uh, uh, not directly uh, with just the denomination of the Biblical Baptist, but uh, as a ministry, uh, Madagascar uh, 3M, we uh, were very keen on, you know, starting something in Biblical counseling. The, the, um, the interest uh, was there, and so I uh, wanted to make sure that we uh, find a partner, you know, that was willing to come alongside us to see how to uh, develop, let's say, a ministry of Biblical counseling here in Madagascar in a more, you know, structured way. Yeah. Well, r- real quick, you had mentioned 3M. Yeah. Can you tell me briefly what 3M is? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, Madagascar uh, 3M is an independent organization. Uh, the 3M stands for the three words in our language for uh, preacher, shepherd, and slave, as we're endeavoring to work with the existing structures, i.e. the churches, to uh, develop the next generation of church leaders in Madagascar. There will be preachers of God's word, shepherds of God's people, and um, slaves of Christ. And uh, we strongly believe that, you know, biblical counseling, as it is called, is part of that preaching of the word part. So, yeah. And Don, he had, he had mentioned um, <clears throat> just how you got connected in bringing this to be. So uh, share a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah, well, I actually came here as part of a missions trip in 2019 with our church. And at the end of that trip, as Folly said, met with the board of the, the Baptists uh, up, up here in, in, in Tenerivo. And we actually, in our little group, talked about a number of things that, and that we could do. One of the things that I did was brief them on OIC's <coughs> biblical counseling training. And at the end, we said, hey, what, you know, what is it that, that you'd like us to do for you? And they said, we need help with our seminary. We want biblical counseling. So people always ask me, how would you get connected with Folly? I said... Everybody knows Folly, so I don't know. Uh, somehow I mentioned Madagascar, and everybody says, do you know Folly? So we, we connected as far as him being our host, and, and as you said, we were originally for March of 2020, so we've yes. been two years try, trying to get here. Uh, but that's, that's kind of, now that's, that's our big focus, at least my big focus now is staying here and doing that. And we have with us a couple of, uh, of the people who have joined us for our training. Uh, we've been here for, well, we've been here for a while, but this is our third day of training, uh, what we call a CLT, church leadership training, and going and basically answering the question, what is 
biblical counseling. And uh, so if you could introduce yourself. Yes, um, my name is Eric. And uh, what is biblical counseling? It's, uh, first of all, it's not a well-known ministry in Madagascar and some of the churches in Madagascar. It's not well-known in Madagascar. And uh, that's why I would like to attend this training, starting with the, the church leadership training, because it's like a, it will be continued in the, in, the, in the biblical counseling. I think it's an introduction of the biblical counseling. It's very important to know that that ministry of biblical counseling is, uh, should be a core ministry in many churches in Madagascar, because to this date, the biblical counseling is pertaining only to the pastor in most of the churches in Madagascar. And so you're you're recognizing that not only are the church or the pastors responsible for doing that, but then there's also the equipping side that the pastors are to equip the people to do the ministry. Yes, not only it's not only the, the pastor that that would uh, do this kind of ministry in the churches, but it's all it's all. It's, it's also the duty of each Christian to, to involve in, in the biblical counseling. Yeah. yeah. And how has, uh, how has this weekend of training been helpful to you? Yeah. Uh, this weekend of training, it's, uh, as I said uh, previously, it's an introduction of the, of the biblical counseling. We, and uh, what I've learned that, uh, first of all, it's, it's different from the secular thera therapy. And that is very important, but because some churches uh, sometimes they uh, send people who is looking for biblical counseling to psychologists, for example. And if we have biblical counseling in the church, and as we as you said, uh, most of the time during the training. Uh, Biblical counseling, it's, uh, it's a matter of heart and uh, it's changing the heart of the people to, to follow Christ, to get Christ, to repent from their sins and that's very important. That's that thing that they can't have with the secular therapist. Very good. Yeah. And uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you, can you remind us of your name? Eric. Eric, that's yeah. right. Okay, that's actually one I can pronounce. Uh, no, <laughs> I can't pronounce them all, so that's been helpful. And so, and, and you shared with us that you have, uh, you have two two boys. Two boys. That's right. okay. That's right. And what are their ages? Uh, Twelve and five. Twelve and five. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Uh, and then also we have with us. Unisu. Okay. Uh, yes, so I'm, uh, I'm married to my husband, my best friend, and I'm a homeschooling mom of three daughters, 16, 9, and 6. Um, I'm also the leader, a leader at uh, preschool, um, and I train um, young adults um, and teachers, or uh, yes, and I also mentor in my close circles, some, uh, some friends and some young people. Okay. So now, what? Uh, tell me, what attracted you to coming to the, to the conference? So Lily, the other person, was very famous in Madagascar. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I think, Valley, you you know Lily, right? I know her. Yeah, I know her. We, we meet often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she's a friend, and we actually shared about where we were at, at in life, and she knows about what I do, and she talked about 
like how biblical is your counseling, like what John would say. And so she told me about the training and I gave you the chance and here I am. All right, that's great. And uh, has it been okay? Yes, I came back. <laughs> um, yes, I really, I think what touched me most was uh, Ezra's heart uh, to know, to do, and then only then to teach. And as a mom, as a, as a leader, as someone who, who is in someone else's life, I wanted first to fill my heart with God's word, his principle, uh, and to obey them, live by those before I can work with people or, or help them. Mm-hmm. So you see this being very practical for you in your ministry, not just in the church, but also even in your home? Yes, yes. Um, you know, last year, September, I lost my dad, and it was a very hard time. And it's not a time to gather anything anymore. It's uh, what's left in you that comes out. And so uh, God's word that was over the year um, put in, was the only thing that could sustain me, and I'm I'm excited about it. And the same way I want that for my kids and for people around me. Like, when you're fine, fill up your heart with the word of God. Like, hide the word of God in your heart so that when hard times come, you have something that that sustains you. It's too late then to try to figure out. Okay, what does it say? You don't even want to, you know to wake up and open your Bible. It's what's left that the biggest comes. That's good. Thank you for that. Fally, tell me a little bit about, you know, as you think about the vision that you've had for wanting to put this on, and but you're, you're thinking again overall the church in Madagascar. You have a great heart for the church. I mean, obviously, in the time that we've spent with you, you have a heart for the Lord, you have a heart for His Word. Uh, you enjoy your wife? I you do. You and, you and Lily, uh, I was telling Don, it's like, you know, this, this is one of the most hilarious couples um, <laughs> that, that I can hang out with. <laughs> and you guys, and you've been tremendous hosts. And so it's, it's been great. But um, talk to me just a little bit about as you, you see, you know, you, you have a great vision for, the, uh, for 3M and the ministry here in Madagascar. Just take some time to share a little bit about that. <laughs> All right. Well, um, the first thing I want to say is that... Um, the church here, Christianity overall in Madagascar, had a great start to mm-hmm. it with uh, the gospel coming in the uh, 1820s, the hands of uh, two guys from Wales called David Jones and Thomas Bevan. And the gospel came and was re- really strong at the beginning. But then towards the end of the 1800s, we developed a very kind of syncretistic type of religion where other you know, mission movement came and basically allowed people to continue with their ancestor worship traditions as well as uh, going to church every Sunday. And up to today, that's what you live in most of the churches. That's what you see in most of the churches where the state of the church in Madagascar is that uh, it's very syncretistic. There's still a lot of either traditional beliefs or worldly beliefs mixed with Christianity. There is a great need for great leaders that will stand on God's word. All we want to do is to help um, existing churches to go back to the word. Mm. And um, going back to the word means preaching it and applying it to every area of life possible. So that could be preaching it from the pulpit. So like faithful pulpit that are doing exposition of the word faithfully you know, uh, stating what God wants to communicate to his people, his, you know, timeless truths from the Bible, 
but at the same time as well, the same ministry of the word applied to relationships and or how do we fulfill the great commission of discipling one another and so that the church uh, would be the best, uh, I don't like the word advertising, but the best um, uh, highlight for what the church does. So when people see the church live out the truth, they want to live that truth too. They want to participate in that truth too. And so we, I mean, you know, we, we just want to be here to help the, the churches in Madagascar across denomination as long as they, you know, stand on the, uh, the, the tenets of the faith, of the Christian faith, that faith that has been deposited for, deposited for us once and for all. As long as they stand on those principles, we want to work with them to help them raise that next generation of, you know, church leaders who could train others also, you know, faithful men could train others also, as Second Timothy 2, 2 say. So that's the heart of our ministry. And then we um, understand that that is done uh, through collaboration. Um, that is done through modeling as well, um, exemplifying what is it that, you know, we want to... We want to uh, we want to share and spread here in Madagascar. And so uh, in our home church, we're trying to establish a strong ministry of the word as I, you know, from the, from the words that is used there in the Acts chapter six, the ministry of the word singular is composed of both the public ministry and the private ministry of the word. And I do believe that the churches in Madagascar strongly need to develop both to develop in both areas, strong pulpits and strong personal ministries of the word, discipleship, and so on. Yeah, yeah that's something I've really appreciated about you as we've gotten to know each other is uh, it, it is about ministry of the word, and that takes place publicly and privately. Uh, I don't know if you want to speak to this at all, but sure. I, I mean, you've noticed... Obviously, you've noticed uh, pastors that, that really go one extreme, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. a lot of it's all about preaching. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's all about public proclamation. I, I mean, I definitely want to uh, speak about that. I mean, I don't mind. I mean, you know, preaching is my passion as well. But I am seeing that a lot of preachers are actually uh, disconnected from their people, from the fact that they focus so much on preaching and not on the personal ministry of the word. Because actually, you preach better when you know your people better, when you could speak to, into their circumstances better, when you know how, you know, what kind of sin they face and what kind of trials they go through, your preaching gets better. And I really do not see that anywhere. And even, you know, in other passages like, I don't know, First Thessalonians 2.12, for instance, when Paul says there that, you know, he was like a father to them, to each of them, you, you, you never see in Scripture anyone disconnecting the public from the private. But I don't know, it's kind of a recent thing because we consider both expository preaching and biblical counseling as like trends, though they've never been trends. They've been more like, you know, what we have been called to do. That's just what the pastor is called to do. We need to be ministering to people at every level we can so that, you know, Galatians 4.19, I love that verse, so that Christ may be formed in them. It's just one verse that I really love. Yeah. Anyway, I could speak about that for days. So. <laughs> I know. It's great. I love it. <laughs> well, I think uh, there's, a, there's a plan to continue training and equipping here. Uh, Don, can you speak a little bit to um, just, you know, what is, what's OIC going to do here? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm excited uh, about what has happened and what's going to happen. Uh, Folly actually had to limit the number of people uh, who signed up because of lack of room. We've, we've got a full house. Uh, I don't think we could pack any, any more people in the, the room that we're in now. So uh, we're coming back from module two in December. And uh, we've already talked about starting a second module one during that same trip uh, right here in Tana, uh, the capital city where, where we're teaching now. And then looking forward to going to other cities uh, as, as time allows and, and it develops. And, and I just appreciate, you know, the first time I contacted Folly and said, hey, can, you know, can you use some biblical counseling here? And he says, he says, Madagascar, we cannot not have biblical counseling. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm looking forward to going to more here and to other cities as well. Okay. Well, uh, just in closing, <clears throat> I just need to ask the question of the three of you. Yeah. Okay, so just you imagine you're speaking to somebody from the United States that's going to come and visit. Uh -huh. Okay, what is it they just absolutely need to do? Is it a particular item they just have to taste? Is it a place they need to visit? Is there a like a person on the entire island that they just have to meet? I mean, what is it? What would you say? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, mine would be very general, but I think if you could spend a day in a family, in a yes. Malagasy family, mm -hmm. uh, be with them, then it would give you the understanding of where they come from and why do they do what they do and how they live their lives, how different from probably yours <laughs> it is and how rich or how you know different it is. And I guess that would be the most Malagasy experience to live exactly. with Malagasy. It's not really the food nor the place, but the, the people, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I love that answer because indeed often would mention the lemurs unique to us or taste that amazing <laughs> vanilla chocolate we have, the chocolate we have and all those things. But I think what really, you know, the wealth of Madagascar is people. And, yeah. uh, and that's something that is often not done just, you know, uh, tourists come and go but you know for christians to be different and actually spend time with the people i, I love that so you know yeah. visiting the local yeah. church maybe and then find some decent people in there and go to their home you yeah know. yeah okay. i think i don't have anything to say more because uh and so has the great answer. Yeah, you know. Right? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing compares. She, she set the standard. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me add one thing. You've got yeah. to go to a Malagasy church service and hear them sing. Yeah. It's yes. amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah that was, that was mm -hmm. really, that's been incredibly enjoy uh, enjoyable. Uh, yes. Yeah. Tell me, I, you know, again, obviously Don and I both noticed that the singing in the church is definitely very different. Uh, the musician musicianship of your uh, musicians is just incredible. Um, but there was something you mentioned on Sunday about uh, just the way the children in Madagascar grow up. And what was that? Yeah, I was uh, telling you that it's something that just happens almost like, you know, naturally, uh, organically, is the fact that from a young age, everyone is almost taught to sing in four parts harmony. So, you know, from childhood, kids get used to sing their part. You know, they kind of see that, oh, when it's the women, you sing in this way, when it's the men, you sing in this way. And so people from a young age develop that habit of singing in four parts harmony. Then in most churches, when you grow up, when you're in your teenagers, 
the only pretty much ministry available for you is the choir. So, <laughs> you, you know, you get involved in that. Isn't that true? You get involved in the choir because that's also where you get noticed by, you know, the other gender. But anyway, and so because of that, singing is really part of what we do. So, yeah. 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 yeah, just part of the culture, part of, the part of culture, what it means yeah. to yeah. grow yeah. up in Madagascar. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. all of you can sing. They can. Yes, but you're not going to do it. <laughs> Just in case this is heading that direction. <laughs> oh, is it time to get back? <laughs> yes. I'm flying. We're having fun. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, uh, maybe in closing, uh, can you just share some prayer requests that uh, how we can be praying for you? I think for, okay, for me, more personal, it would be parenting. We are sending our first born to the world soon and so the years are counting have <laughs> counted sorry and so we want to to do it well mm. but with the grace of god so without the pressure of being perfect because we are not and will never be but <laughs> doing our best and so that's when the time comes no regrets mm -hmm. yeah. i don't want uh, what you also said but uh, in addition to that i think uh, I would like to to stay firm in that ministry of counsel. Mm. Yeah, that is very important for me because it's kind of patient for me also. Yeah, that's. But I think I'm convinced that God gives me that kind of patience to be a counselor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it's uh, just continued, you know, balance and uh, wisdom in terms of you know ministry, family life, church life, all of those different things and uh, continue to be wise and, and things. And uh, God is just doing amazing things and it's hard to keep up with him sometimes. And that, <laughs> that would just uh, allow us to, uh, to continue to be faithful in whatever way he wants us to serve him. Well, we just want to thank you guys for your hospitality. Uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure and a delight to be here. And um, and we have uh, we just we have one more afternoon of training yeah. left. Yes. And uh, so maybe we'll uh, we'll get back to that. Yeah. So right. blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the biblical counseling movement around the world at bcworldwide.org. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website, discoveroic.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to receive regular updates on God's grace through biblical counseling, please sign up to be an OIC Insider by clicking the Pray button on our website. You may give to the efforts of OIC through our website by clicking the Give button. I'll share with you more about God's grace next time at BC Worldwide.